Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This question, should vaccination status be a factor? As far as receiving priority health care is concerned, and generally looking after yourself, being a factor for a, to receive priority expensive health care. Get angry if you want. It's not going to resolve anything. And it is an issue that's being discussed, and there are policies in place, as you know. Look, University of Colorado, or at least a Colorado-based, I'm reading from the Washington Post uh, yesterday, a Colorado-based health system says it's denying organ transplants to patients not vaccinated against the coronavirus in, quote, almost all situations, end quote, citing studies that show these patients are much more likely to die if they get COVID-19. Let's hear what you have to say. About priority health care, or prior, prioritizing health care, Steve is in Coquitlam, British Columbia. How are you, Steve? Hey, my, uh, how are you doing there, Lloyd? Great show, buddy. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for your call. Yeah, uh, as far as uh, priority, those who get the shot should definitely have priority. As far as I'm concerned, the ones that haven't been vaccinated shouldn't even be allowed in the hospital. And well, you know, that's I, harsh. I, I, I know it's I know it sounds harsh, but you know they've had forever to get the shot. They obviously don't care about the healthcare workers who are exhausted. We all know that. They know that. Um, those of I mean, you watch the news, and you see people in ICU, you know, being interviewed, saying they wish they got the shot. They wish they. Yeah, got I've the seen shot. that. I saw one of those interviews just yesterday. It was heartbreaking. Yeah, very, very much so. I mean, uh, but I mean, you know what? Everybody's got a choice, and you know, you know, if you take that wrong choice, you're going to have to deal with the consequences. Those who get the shot should definitely be. Proud. Let me ask you one quick uh, question, uh, and uh, I do thank you for your call, Steve. But sure. here, here's the question: Have you found yourself becoming? Because uh, I hear a, bit, a degree of irritation in your voice when you talk about the unvaccinated. Have you just been becoming increasingly irritated with the fact that there are people? And the numbers are not inconsiderable who refuse to be vaccinated. Uh, very, very much so. I mean, if, if everybody did what they were supposed to do, this would have ended long time ago. You know, uh, my wife and I always follow the rules. We wear a mask everywhere. We social distance, you know, sorry, physical distance. We do, you know, we do all this. We want this to end. And, I mean, you know, it's not going to end until everybody does what they're supposed to do. Okay. Yes, it's very irritating. Steve, thanks for the call from Coquitlam, British Columbia. Much appreciated. Let's head uh, east to Winnipeg, Manitoba, and Ryan. Ryan, thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. Thanks for answering the call here. Yes, sir. What do you think? Uh, no, I totally disagree with that last caller. I mean, you're going to segregate, a, you know, 30% of the population right now from going into a hospital. You're going to not, you're going to not allow them to, you know, a doctor to look at, you know, 30% now that's of harsh. The population. Yeah, his, his, his point was harsh. But that's why I asked him whether he was getting increasingly irritated. But what do you do? Here's the hypothetical, maybe again, not so hypothetical situation. You have two patients. One's vaccinated. The other isn't. They both require an ICU bed. The ICU beds are in short supply. Who gets the bed? Or is that just unfair to ask? Because, you know, they do triage, right? You will you will receive, the, and it's unfortunate. I know it's very, very hard on doctors and nurses and healthcare providers. But if your chances of surviving are lower or significantly lower than another person, they may have to make that hard decision anyway. Who's doing the studies that are talking your chances of survival with the vaccination are higher than unvaccinated. 
you can clearly see that the numbers in Alberta right now are way higher right now than they were last year at the same time. They, uh, they're almost 10 times the cases and almost Okay. Okay, but what? Okay. But but Ryan, what do you do about that? What do, what do you do? What do you do about the issue? The question: If you if you're the person who has to make the decision, and I hope you never have to, and I don't ever want to have to, and I'm sure neither one of us will. But if you are the person who has to make the decision, how do you decide? How, how do you decide? You just let people live. You help people be free again. I don't understand this. How this even gets on the air that you can uh, segregate this this amount of the population? You see it across the world. Australia is crumbling right now. Okay. And I can't believe you guys are even still on the air talking about this. Okay. Well, why did you call? Uh, Dave is in Collingwood, Ontario. How are you, Dave? Roy, um, you know what? I just want to pick up a little from the last uh, caller. What I, and here's my quandary. In fact, I think we live in a silo of information in this city, in this country, because most people aren't aware, like, for example, Norway, two weeks ago, they've claimed that Dave, uh, Dave, COVID is D- nothing more than Dave, the Dave, flu. I'm asking a question. Dave, Dave, I'm going to ask you to answer the question. It comes down to whether or not there should be prioritizing of health care. Yes or no? Well, this is how I'm answering it, that they do not have mandated vaccines in Norway, Sweden, Denmark. They got rid of all restrictions, and they're doing great. Well, they haven't gotten rid of all restrictions. I know one of the vaccines, as uh, I read something about it this morning. Can we just please, look, can we just please deal with the issue? The question I'm asking is this. Should vaccination status be a factor as far as receiving priority health care? is concerned. We started talking about it last weekend. You wanted more time. And uh, I'm going to ask, we don't like to screen, but I'm going to ask Tom, our call screener, to make sure that we're on topic. Because this is important, and it affects each and every one of us. So let's talk about the issue that's in front of us. You know, there's, there's a tremendous amount of emotion involved in this issue. There's an ABC News story. I looked at this yesterday, and it's horrifying Uh, It reads, a Maryland man has been charged with allegedly killing his brother, a pharmacist, after going to confront him about about, uh, administering vaccines. So the pharmacist was administering vaccines, and his brother went to confront him and shot and killed his brother and shot and killed his sister-in-law. Some of the emotions are becoming really quite alarming. Daryl in Grimsby, Ontario. How are you, Daryl? Very well, Roy. How are you? I'm well. What do you say? Yeah, uh, I think when someone comes to a hospital, that is a really tough decision to make if someone's really, really ill. I'm not sure how you turn them away. My greater concern is that I don't like the people that are anti-vaxxers or they feel their civil liberties are being denied having to have a vaccine. But then you've got the poor guy or gal that's waiting for cancer or heart surgery that doesn't get it because some guy doesn't want a vaccine. That's where I think we got to start making some other. Yeah, but it's well. it's more than just some guy not wanting to do the uh, the, the surgery. This was this was a, the the surgeon's policy, but it was also the hospital's policy. There was another situation in the UK a little later than that. Uh, you know, after after that heart issue, where another patient who was a smoker, heavy smoker, had had a major break of an ankle, 
And they had said that if he continued to smoke, that the chances of his healing properly were significantly reduced. So they said to this patient, who was also in tremendous pain, said, if you don't stop smoking, we won't do your ankle surgery. And he said, well, smoking means more to to me than having my ankle repaired, but you shouldn't be doing this. He went to court, as I understand it, if I remember correctly, he went to court and the court sided with the hospital. So yeah, it's a, it's a very you, real issue. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I don't see, see that happening in Canada. Maybe the court system is different, but you know what? I, I just but, think in Canada... But, but do you, know, you, you, do, you do know that in Canada, if you need a liver transplant and you have a history of uh, alcoholism, you're not going to get the liver transplant yeah. unless you've been without alcohol for six months. Now, there was a court case that was started in Ontario challenging that in 2019. I don't know if that's been resolved yet. Yeah, I, you know, I I would agree with that because I think it. I mean, there's another place uh, in, in Toronto, the Shouldice Clinic. If you're going to get a hernia, you have to lose certain weight, or we're not going to do the surgery. So that's part. I of didn't the know care. that. If you're going to I didn't know that. Care, I knew about the clinic. I didn't know that. It's a tough one to talk about, isn't it? Yeah. Because yes, it is. because because you know you don't want to deny anyone healthcare. You know, someone's s- struggling and suffering. You don't want to deny them healthcare. But it is a very real question, and it is being dealt with. And there's that story. I mean, the, our guest, Professor Wickler, in his piece in the Washington Post, wrote in the, about the Dallas newspaper that reported on a, on, a, on, a, on a Texas health organization, health unit, that told its doctors it's okay to triage, in other words, decide who gets what, based on whether they're vaccinated or not. Yeah, you know what? If it gets, uh, they got to be doing that in Alberta, I would think, because the cases are so crazy. I, I I, I don't know how I fall on this. This is so tough, bro. I thought I'd call in, but I, I, I haven't decided on that. It's okay. like case by case. Well, I appreciate your call, Daryl. Adam is in Langley, British Columbia. How are you, Adam? Uh, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. Yes, sir. Please go ahead. Um, so I, I uh, agree that uh, I don't think there should be, uh, I don't think people who are unvaccinated should be necessarily turned away from healthcare. Um, if you're talking about a priority list, I can see the merit in that in terms of um, if there's one bed available and if someone's vaccinated versus unvaccinated, uh, the vaccinated person getting that bed. Um, the question I kind of had um, for you then would be, uh, as we know, like comorbidities are um, a factor in terms of someone having either serious uh, symptoms from COVID or possibly dying from COVID. So should we prioritize if someone has comorbidities, if someone's obese, diabetes, heart disease, whatever it is, should they be lower on the priority list of getting a bed versus someone who is healthier as well then? Well, first of all, uh, I'm, I'm not promoting that people receive lesser care. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm asking the question whether people, whether, you know, our listeners, whether our callers, you, feel that yeah. that's the thing to do. But it has happened. And we know it happened last year in Italy. We heard the doctors were heartbroken over having to make a decision about treating someone for COVID when their hospitals were overrun. And so they did, from what we understand, and I can go back and look for these stories, but based on age, comorbidities, likelihood of survival, uh, they were making decisions about who would and who could not receive ICU treatment. They did the best they could, but they couldn't give everybody the very best of what they had because it was so limited. So they had to make decisions. Yes. Not uh, easy, huh? No, definitely not an easy, uh, easy decision or situation there. Um, I guess. Uh, so, so, so let me just yeah. t- this, let me take this one step further, and this is what gets me into trouble. Do you believe that the people that anyone who has this? Oh boy, here we go. 
anyone who's decided to not be vaccinated, knowing what we know, and this is where I get into trouble, do you think somebody who's decided not to be vaccinated and requires the uh, immediate uh, urgent health care should, in fact, not necessarily be denied the health care, but be uh, but be on a um, appear I don't know should be considered that non-vaccination status should be considered when they require health care if that care is extremely limited. I don't even know if you understood what I just said because I'm not sure I did. I, I think I know what you're saying. I think essentially if uh, there's not enough beds or not enough. Uh, yeah, you said it much better than me, doctor. Yeah. So. Um, uh, I would say I don't think necessarily they should be denied healthcare, but I can see logically speaking, I can see that um, they might be at the bottom end of the priority list. Then, right? Yeah, so I think yeah, that's the but, question, Adam. But but what I do what I do think in that though is I think if you're unvaccinated and you've chosen to be unvaccinated, I think that's the risk that you're willing to take. That's a good right? point. Like if, well said. If, you're, if, if you go to the hospital, then you should be okay with. Hey, I didn't uh, get vaccinated, so I'm going to be lower on the priority list here. Okay. Um, so I think I think that is I think if you're unvaccinated, you should be willing to uh, accept that. Then. Appreciate your call, Adam. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, have a good day. Yeah, you too, uh, Langley, British Columbia, and we've seen. I'm sure you've seen the videos of patients and read the stories about patients who find themselves in ICU, battling COVID, who decided they wouldn't be vaccinated. And they're very regretting that they made that decision. I'm not picking on the unvaccinated. This is a very relevant question. Jen is in Hamilton, Ontario. Jen, please go ahead. Hi. Uh, so I was just listening to your last caller as well. And I mean, it's a very difficult conversation. But when it comes down to one bed and you have two people, uh, and I'm going to have to say, like, let's say with the same illness, and one is vaccinated and one is unvaccinated, if one has a better chance of survival with care, they should go with the vaccinated person. However, if we're talking about emergency room triage and somebody is unvaccinated with a gunshot wound, but somebody's vaccinated with a knife wound, you know, you take the more serious case when you're triaging emergency um, for, you know, intensive care. You have to go with the, the triaging thing because we're Canadian, right? And so it's a fundamental right to have access to health care. Uh, this is a new situation that we're dealing with, and so, I mean, it's great that we're having conversations like this um, because we know in other countries that people have been forced to, to make these decisions. Um, so if it comes right down to it and, you know, both people have the same thing, one is unvaccinated, one is back, then they might have to start doing a priority. Um, I hope that we don't get that far in Canada or Ontario, but I mean, it is happening elsewhere. It is happening. Jen, I appreciate your call. Thank you so much. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.